Let's be real. Sometimes we feel lost in a sea of unending voices, voices that are stirring up opinions on juicy topics or shouting empowerment cliches like, you got this girl, all on your own. All the while, we're mumbling to ourselves, how the heck do I live up to all that? When the only part I relate to in those words are, all on my own. But you are not alone. We can all overcome our uncertainty and doubt one cheery conversation at a time. Join author, speaker, and pastor Sunny Hennessy every Wednesday as she and a special guest engage in cheery conversations, pointing to how Jesus sheds light on every juicy topic. This is Sunny, and welcome to Cheery Conversations. My guest this week is Renee Vandenelsen, and we're going to talk about marriage, including when marriages are struggling. Now let's listen to this week's conversation. This week, our guest is Renee Vandenelsen. She's a wife, a mom to a son, and works full-time in sales. She loves Life Church. She loves life groups and serving on teams where she's met people who now she calls her family. Her goal is to be a better person today than she was the day before and to leave a legacy for her family. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Sunny and Renee about how we can have conversations with our friends when they come to us with a struggle in their marriage relationship. So Renee, have you had that experience? Have you had close friends who've confided in you or come to you when they're struggling in their marriage? Yeah, definitely. And it seems lately that it's been happening more often. Mm -hmm. Um, I have friends that are, let's say, Jesus evenly yoked. I have some friends that are not evenly yoked. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have some friends that just go to different churches as spouses. So um, when things come up, For my husband and I, we'd really like to know how to have conversations with them when they're asking for help, when they're struggling in their marriage. Mm -hmm. Well, when you say evenly yoked and and unevenly yoked, I just want to address that for our viewers and listeners, just so they understand. The Bible talks about that. It's about, uh, do you have the same beliefs as the person you're with? And uh, obviously some people got married before either of them believed in Jesus. And then one spouse might come to Jesus and start to live that way. And then the other is is rejecting of that. And that's a hard position. I'm sure that's a lot of the situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that what we've seen at Life Church that's been very encouraging to me personally is that if the spouse just gets the unbeliever here one time, it usually, or they get to watch online, they usually are shocked at how open they become because it's, it's not maybe your typical church experience where it's like the, say, the female, which is oftentimes the case, not always. The female falls in love with Jesus, but then gets dives into church and then is never home because they do church, 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 and church. And all it does is drive the unbelieving spouse away. And so I would say my first advice would be ask what their life, like their life schedule is, because if church is getting in the way, they won't view it, the unbelieving spouse won't believe, uh, view it like, oh, you just love Jesus, that's all good. They're going to view it like religion, church, the institution got between us. So I think the question is, how is your rhythm? Like, what's your week look like? And if the believing spouse gets too, like, we call it Jesus freak, like too passionate, and they're just like, I'm sorry, but this marriage is not important to me anymore. Even if they don't say it, if that's how they're coming across, that's not going to help in the situation. Mm. And I've seen that a lot. Uh, I don't see that as much at Life Church, but I've seen it a lot in other churches we pastored or were a part of. And I think um, God never wanted to be the divide in a marriage. In fact, uh, you know, we're supposed to show how Jesus would do things and how he would love and respond 
husband and that will bring our unbelieving spouse to Jesus. So if we always fought a certain way and suddenly the unbelieving spouse sees the believing spouse just calmer and taking the the heat more or saying sorry more, that's going to speak more to them than standing your ground on behalf of God. Yeah, that makes sense. And actually, it's interesting you say that because when we started at Life Church at the last location, um, I wanted to do the life groups and I wanted to do things. And my husband Lee was like, honey, you can jump all in, but right now it, it's just kind of my toe. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. then he started to see the changes in me. Nice. And then he started to come and now just loves it as much as I do. And then he jumped in, but it was on mm-hmm. his timing. He really yeah, did wade timing. in slowly, mm-hmm. which was good. Yeah. And everybody, I think the other thing is opposites attract a lot. Sean and I are opposite in a lot of ways. And so how I will respond to something new, new information, he might respond the opposite. He might hear, this is talking anything, new information, I'm like, yay, let's do it. And new information, he's like, I wanna test this, I wanna watch this. You know, some people, they they hear about a new business and they go the next day to check out the new business. Some people wait till it's been open a year just to see if that business is really gonna make it. And why wouldn't that be the case in the Jesus journey that some spouses will just jump in both feet and the other one, is is gonna wait and watch that doesn't make either better it just means there's different personalities and different ways we respond so for Lee it probably means more now that he got to figure this out in his timing at his speed yeah and you're probably more I know we opened the exchange you were like we like you were there immediately (laughs) and and yeah I mean you're like me we just jump all right in and um but I think you honored Lee in that and it paid off yeah Um, What about a situation where if I have a friend couple that both believe in God, um, but let's say one's a different religion Mm -hmm. and one's a life church goer, the other religion really doesn't offer life groups or things like that that the spouse wants to be in. Mm -hmm. And this one, again, the female is like, oh, I want to be an alpha. I want to do this. I want to do that. And he's like, I don't know about the Kool-Aid you're drinking over there, right? right, And you hear that a lot. So um, when you start to have indifferences, but yet you both love Jesus Hmm. and somebody's looking at you for advice or just feeling alone or feeling like non-existent in their home, Mm -hmm. how can you offer, because I'm certainly not the expert, you Mm -hmm. know, my husband and I, we have challenges all the time, um, but we've learned how to communicate through them. how do you offer advice to them? Or like, why do I have the right to offer them advice? Well, I think you're more qualified to offer advice than a pastor, because I don't live the same the same way that someone who's struggling with an unbelieving, or you you said they both, they believe, both believe different Just, churches. Yeah, Sean and I are at the same church on the same page, obviously. So I think you have a better voice to say, this is how we do it. And I think that's the reality of just relationship in life is God lets us go through things so that we can point back to it and we can show them how we got through it. And Mm -hmm. I think the more you can share how you and Lee process that, you know, maybe you did want to do, you said that life groups and alpha and, but there is a point where you go, is it better to stay home with my spouse than to go to alpha? And Mm -hmm. I think the answer is hopefully Hopefully they're open enough, even if they go to another church, to let you explore your thing. But I think the way you earn that is maybe you go to Mass, if they're a Catholic uh, 
a Catholic or a Lutheran, maybe on the days that they're like, this is important to me, or this on Christmas, I want to go to Mass, then go with them. What I've also seen over the years, and we've been here seven years, so it's interesting, I've seen it every single year, that there are people who are like, I go to this church, they go to this church, so we came to Life Church. And mm. like Catholic, Lutheran, Life Church, we are not in the middle of that. We are so different. I just ran into somebody at TJ Maxx this week and they told me that story. Well, he's Catholic, I'm Lutheran, and we just love Life Church. And I, I started to laugh. And then they kind of looked That's at me so and different. I was like, I heard that twice this week that Life Church was like their, their, uh, uh, what do you, compromise? And I'm like, that's so funny. Um, so I think what they have allowed themselves, a lot of these people to do though, is to still have their toes in the water of different churches and different denominations mm -hmm. and God leads them again at their pace. So I would say, you know, tell them, still go. If he is a Methodist, still go to his church and say, let's go once a month there and three weeks here. Or if that's not fair, two and two. I like that ratio. I, I think that's fine. I don't think God's going, you better go all in. And Life Church isn't the only church. Uh, obviously, I think it's the best, but yeah, I do too. <laughs> that's my preference, you know, so. I know another situation. Let's say um, I was really surprised when I came here um, and Lee and I really started to jump into our Jesus journey together. Okay, that wasn't, well, I was surprised about that too. <laughs> but um, when you're here and it's, you know, it's just such a comfortable environment, I was surprised if I would see a marriage fail, okay? Mm. Because to me now, like, God's got our back, we're praying together in the morning, we're doing more together, we're conversing more than we ever have. Mm -hmm. um, but then to see somebody that I thought felt that way too, mm -hmm. um, and to see their marriage crumble. So let's say I have a couple in that situation right now. If they're asking you for advice, and let's say the male is my husband's friend and the female is mine, um, and Lee hears something, right? Because he's talking because he's a friend. Right. And I'm speaking with my friend. When, where is that line that I've learned from you so well that gossip is witchcraft, right? Mm -hmm. So where is that line of, are we actually gossiping then? Because mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm trying to help my friend. Mm -hmm. But then at some point I'd like to, Lee and I would like to get together to try to figure out how we can help them. Mm -hmm. But is that is that gossip? And we don't know where that line is. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess I'd be looking for advice on that as well. Uh, on the gossip front, I think if they're coming to you to vent, which they probably are, I mean, let's be honest, it's painful. Right. Yep. And you give that friendly advice that a lot of peers give to one another, which is not godly. The, oh man, that would stink. And it just goes you know, it snowballs into that dirty dog mm -hmm. or the guys are talking. It's like, yeah, I'd never put up with that. And the re end result is you just make that person feel better and more mm -hmm. uh, right. Then, then that's gossip. Okay. But if it is to point them to Jesus and the answer, what? let's look at what scripture says. And also, because I know we don't all sit there and go, well, what does scripture say? But like, you know, we know the stuff that comes up in our heart. Like, mm -hmm. you know, gossip is like witchcraft. So as we're yes. talking here, I want us to make sure that when we're talking about your husband, that 
we're looking for an answer. And the only person we can fix is ourselves. We can't fix our spouse. So what part do you, well, let's talk about what you could fix. Like if you guys are fighting all the time, could you be the one to stop yelling 100%? Like you just bite your tongue more than ever in your marriage. Yeah. And then this is about reconciliation because I think it's great that the advocates are Jesus people mm -hmm. talking to the spouse. I think that's a good thing. I don't think you should shut that down, okay. but I do think that you should be pointing them back together and to Jesus and to what the Bible says. And then maybe when you go away from them, you do look up scripture to maybe text them. This is what I was thinking and praying on today. And I wanted to send you this. Oh, like that. That's the opposite of gossip. That's helping with reconciliation. The second, the first part of what you said, I want to address that you're sitting in church with people and you think you all believe the same thing and yet they're separating or going through a divorce. This is what I would say about Jesus people in Jesus marriages. Satan hates our marriage more mm -hmm. than one that is neutral, that is just getting by or one that's already bad. Mm -hmm. uh, on Sunday, this Sunday, I preached about there are times that I will just to stick it in the devil's face and be like, you will not have another second of Sean and I disagreeing. I will say sorry because I don't want the enemy to have more of a foothold. And then last night, Tuesday night, two days later, Sean and I, not a big argument, total disagreement. I'm like, that hurt my feelings that you didn't respond or whatever. And he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And I'm like, it is so obvious that in our home state went, oh yeah, you want to practice what you preach? We still, there was no good point to why it started. There was no reason that it shouldn't have just ended quick. But Satan was like, you want to say something about marriage? Because I've had people say, you know, man, that really spoke to me about my marriage. So then my marriage gets hit two days later. Every time we've ever marriage counseled, the next day or the same day, we get in a, a disagreement. And, and we can go three months without even disagreeing on food, anything. And then we'll do a marriage counseling appointment and we'll get hit. So why would Jesus marriages with Jesus people struggle and you go, they're going to get a divorce because Satan is trying to get them divorced more than anything. He's trying to destroy a Jesus home. So we're advocates of marriage, right? We're all married. Yes. And we are advocates of marriage. Do you, is it ever our job to offer advice if we're seeing our friends mm -hmm maybe going down a wrong path. They're not talking to us about mm. it, but maybe we recognize that because we love what marriage is. Is it ever our job to mm. offer assistance or conversation if they haven't come to us first? I think relationship means that we do care enough. And there are certain people that I love them enough. I put myself out there to to say things like, like to my sister, I'll say, why are you still using a microwave? That's all up in her business. And and if I've never told you or you, quit using a microwave. But it's like, I love her at this, this level that I'm like, I don't care if she thinks I'm kooky or in her like nosy, like that's just something I care about. So if I care, the more I care, the more I'll say something. And I think mm -hmm. if that's our filter, we go, mm -hmm. I love them so much. God, I know you're telling me to say something. I don't think that we have to be, or God, where God has asked us to be on a mission of look at some struggling marriages. You may not know them very well, but go and approach them. <laughs> like, no, if you see it, pray that maybe someone in their life that is closer to Jesus will approach them. But yes, I do think that we have the right to say, are you guys okay? Yeah. And when we're close enough, if I asked you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be offended. You'd be like, oh my gosh, you might be embarrassed. Like, <gasps> is she sensing, seeing something? But we're close enough. You wouldn't be offended by that. 
Oh, that's good. So, you brought this up, so I'm gonna kind of piggyback on <laughs> the this. microwave. No, yes, do I mean? do have a microwave. No, um, <laughs> well, I was gonna say a story about the microwave last night, but anyway, um, I actually ran into a situation where um, I did open my mouth, okay, and it wasn't that I felt righteous or that I should, mm -hmm. but I saw another couple going through something that I'm not even really that close to. Mm. Um, and I approached one of the spouses because unfortunately, but fortunately, um, my first marriage didn't turn out so well. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't a Jesus person at that time. And um, I was the one that made the mistakes. So when I saw all of this happening, I was like, I feel like I've learned that God puts us in these places sometimes because we've gone through some of those mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. And I did actually have a kind conversation. We had talked about that in church, pastor did. Like sometimes you have to have tough conversations, but if you say it with a kind heart, it makes all the difference. Yeah. Um, it was hard for me to kind of fall on the sword and say, hey, I've been through this mm -hmm. and I just, mm -hmm. could I offer you some thoughts? Mm -hmm. And that person actually thanked me for wow. having that wow. conversation and it did work out. I didn't make it work, but I just felt for weeks, I felt like this push, like the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, like you need to say something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not my business. Mm -hmm. But I also did learn that when you confront people that aren't um, maybe God, loving 100% people, mm -hmm. you really have to be cautious. I don't know if I'd ever do it again, mm -hmm. but I honestly don't regret that I did it. Yeah. Um, so well, cool. and I think you brought up two good points, kindness, and all, because you said you weren't even that close. So, I mean, no. you had to be extra kind, but also you came from a point of experience again. Yeah. You know, if I came to someone, I wouldn't just say, Sean and I's marriage has been awesome. So let me give you my advice. I'd probably start with, Sean and I almost got a divorce because the guards just come down. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to know our audience. I know that when I speak to someone who's having multiple miscarriages and I wanna offer some advice, I start with, we struggled to have babies. We had multiple miscarriages. We lost our daughter. The walls come down, so they don't think I'm coming to them in a place of judgment. I'm coming out of concern. So I think kindness, but also knowing, like if you and BJ have never struggled in your marriage, you're probably not gonna approach somebody and go, I know what you're going through because you're like, we've not really known. It's better that somebody like Renee, who, who has that experience, does it. So I love that point. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Um, I, I love that we're talking about the conversations that we can have with people um, and sharing the, what we've been through. Um, so what is something additional? Like if someone comes to you and says they're struggling in the relationship, do you have like practical tools that you pull out that you can give them that they can like just put into action right away? Just practical things they can take away um, as they're maybe going to be going through counseling or things like that. What are some like practical practical, tangible tools that you can give your friends or people who say they're struggling in their marriage? Well, mine isn't communicate better. Mine probably sounds very little like a marriage conference, like work on your communication and say how I perceive what you're saying. <laughs> Last night, tried, Sean and I, we tried that. He's like, what I see you perceived. And like I wanted to make fun of him in the middle of him saying that because he was trying Aww. the tool we used 13 years ago. Um, so I should give like great, beautiful, eloquent advice on that. But this is actually what I'd say. The two tools is shut your mouth. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And bite your tongue. And if you feel like your tongue is going to fall off, you're biting it so much, keep biting your tongue. Keep your mouth closed. And if one spouse would do that, it's going to help. If both learn to bite their tongue, like, I'm sure, I know it irritates Sean when I leave something out. Uh, I know it does. And, and it irritates me when Sean leaves the water running, when he's doing dishes. Anytime I've ever reminded him again, or he's reminded me again, it's never gone well. And frankly, we're not losing that much money in water and he's not losing that much sleep over what I left out on the counter. So it's like, bite my tongue, but we will just hammer the same stupid thing and thinking that it's actually gonna work to fix it. So I think bite your tongue. And this is just, if I tell myself that daily, I have a more peaceful marriage. And number two, uh, Pastor Bentain, our pastor, who we have some quotes around the church and our court is the Memorial Court, Fulton Bentain. Um, if you want the last word, and you've heard this, he didn't just coin this, but if you want the last word, say you're sorry. And frankly, everybody wants the last word. Mm. And so if I've got it kind of like I talked on Sunday about like, I'll just fight the devil by doing what's right. Even though God tells me do what's right, I could follow God and do what's right because God's leading me. But sometimes I'm just so mad at the devil. I just say, no, I'm going to do the right thing just to just throw it in your face. Same thing. I want him to say he's sorry always, but sometimes I also want the last word. So I say, I'm sorry. It's like, it stops it. And then I win. And so, (laughs) so those are very weird tools, but shut your mouth, bite your tongue and say, you're sorry. But those are great because those are things like you can do right now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So those are great. I love this conversation, like such an important conversation Mm -hmm. to have. And even if you aren't married right now, or it's like so far in the future, you're not thinking of it. Like this advice is is really important to a future marriage relationship or what you're in right now. So thank you for joining us on today's conversation. If you want more information and tools for your marriage, we would love it if you would join our Marriage Life Facebook group. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to SunnyHennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.